0: To be
1: cool. just you just made the list.
0: And welcome into to WWEGL, we just got off a too much wrestling weekend, too, too, too wrestling, too furious. Is Included- there such a thing? No, there is definitely such a thing as too much wrestling, brother. <laughs>
1: there, there is, I, I jest.
0: Uh, We had three pay-per-views this past weekend, one of them was NXT, so we will not talk about it, although good things did happen. As always, I'm Noah Phillips, and you're champ by technicality, because apparently... You're champ
1: by completely legitimate means, killer Cooper Prater. Well, apparently, folks, the fact that I got the
0: correct answer on who would steal the weekend from a match perspective didn't count, apparently, according to... Cooper First, and I Logan. I
1: don't know. I don't know why you are um, so obsessed over uh, getting a point for something so subjective as as okay. a as a best match. Okay. Look, I don't deal with the subjective. I don't deal with your feelings. Okay. I care about what I know. I care about what actually happened. The objective truths of reality, which was who did and did not win. And by that metric and that metric alone, I am your champion. Okay. But Killer Cooper Prater, I am Noah the
0: Natural Phillips. And the, You're thing, a you mark. Have to, you, the thing you have to think about right now is that I am contr- in control of the company, WWE right now, which means I but, choose <laughs> right, how right. things go on. Of course. All right. Of course. Speaking of being in charge of the company, the regular person you hear talking to you at this time, Logan Hurston, is in the hospital, folks. He's still – oh, no, he's not in the hospital anymore. He's, he's got out. He's been cleared by the local medical officials. A
1: miraculous recovery.
0: And he is in Chicago, Illinois. I, I have an update for you. Uh, he's been to Sears Tower, Wrigley Stadium, The Bean, Grant Park, and other famous Chicago landmarks, and he has not found the man with a Pepsi tattoo. He is ducking me, he says. <laughs> he says he will have his justice the man with the Pepsi tattoo is scared of me, and he's ran back into that man with the beady eyes, Tony Khan's arms.
1: Ooh, the plot thickens. The
0: plot thickens as the man with a Pepsi tattoo, CM Punk, has ran back to Tony Khan and will be at AEW Collision on July 17th.
1: There you go. I
0: got it right this time, folks. Look at me. I'm on the come up. Can't you feel it in your hearts?
1: He hasn't broken into a laugh yet. I have
0: not broken into a laugh. I'm salivating over the f- thought of Waffle House, folks. <laughs> I very excited but Cooper. We got to jump into the wrestling here. All right, there's been a lot of wrestling in these past past week and a half or whatever since we've done this show. Mm. One of those shows being AEW Double or Nothing. Indeed. Logan gave it a six and a half. I I don't have $45 to my name or however much the pay-per-view cost. Cooper, I know you watched it. What is your overall rating of the show?
1: So out of ten, I give it a six. A six. A six. six. Is there
0: any particular reason you did not give it a ten out of ten?
1: I'll tell you. Uh, I, was, I was none too pleased with this show. Um, I thought that uh, it is, it was by far, and and I don't think it's even close necessarily, uh, by far the most boring AEW pay-per-view so far. Uh, Correct! The uh, most uh, unemotional AEW pay-per-view so far. I felt little to nothing during most of these matches. Um, and I think that this was simply uh, an exercise in seeing how far they can get on in, until uh, Punk comes back, essentially. I think it felt very much like they were just spinning their wheels, um, which is unfortunate uh, because in order to make the, the, the return, the, the arrival of Punk... Uh, as big as it possibly can, you would think that you would try to, you know, put on an absolute barnstormer of a pay-per-view beforehand so that your the name of your, your company is, is nothing but positive. Um, they burned a shoe, man. That is true. H- How shoes... do you
0: not bring down the barn with that?
1: Shoes were burned. Um, now, I will say this, alright? Because it is AEW, um, the, the match quality with a few notable exceptions uh, was incredibly high throughout the, you know, the matches themselves. Two in particular, the title match and the main event, uh, the Anarchy in the Arena match, uh, I enjoyed quite a bit. Um, I think I put the title match on my matches of the year list so far. Um, everything else, however, from, from a story perspective was incredibly lacking. Um, And that did not – it was not helped because uh, the build to it, as we had mentioned before uh, uh, on this show, was, to quote uh, the AEW world champion, mid. I
0: feel like in the come-up, watching the Dynamites, I don't watch Rampages because I'm cool. Um,
1: Actually, Rampage tomorrow is pretty stacked. I I think I have to watch it.
0: (laughs) Wait, who's on
1: there? Um, uh, Katsuyori Shibata. <laughs> He's oh! gonna come in, and uh, brother, we're okay. gonna. Okay, we're you gonna. You can't be doing this. You know, we're gonna get, no we're, Japanese wrestling. Okay, we're gonna get. It, we're gonna anymore, get into this right. later. We're gonna get on this right. later
0: because I have a point to make. Make your that. point. Make your point. Um. Okay. Hang on. Wait a second. I, I wanted to bring this up about the card about AEW Double or Nothing. It felt like they were building stipulations and not stories. If you get what I'm saying. Like the Christian Cage, um, Christian Cage Wardlow match, despite it being the best match of the weekend, was just a ladder match because Tony decided to make it a ladder match and said, slam him on a ladder one time.
1: Yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying.
0: The 21 man blackjack batter oil just kind of happened mm-hmm. on uh, uh, Moxley, uh, which, uh, Max- <clears throat> Miss Moxley, uh, interview and then the unsanctioned, uh, the unsanctioned match that happened before an anarchy in the arena match to kick off the show between adam cole and chris jericho also just kind of happened
1: um it did just kind of happen um yeah i get wh- i get what you're saying with the the stipulations um which i think goes into the the problems with the the build in general uh, as you as we had mentioned before um yeah the I, I am I am baffled by that unsanctioned match. Like I have not been able to stop thinking about it and not in a good way. Um the okay, so first of all, if you're gonna put in Sabu in, in Sabu Sabu Um it, I, I I know that, you know people will remember ECW and people will want to See him do something extreme and something crazy. Um, however, he's very old and very brittle. Um, it hurts me to watch him walk. Um, so maybe when when Sabu uh, brings up the idea of oh maybe I can I can go on the top rope and I can dive through a table. Maybe then it's your job as that's the a, as a booker as the... the booker of this match to tell him. No, no, you can't do that. Because if you do, it'll look like garbage. And sure enough, it, it looked like garbage when he did it. Um, yeah, and, and, and matters were not helped either by the fact that um, Dynamite after Double or Nothing was actually really good. And in particular, with that storyline, the, the Cole-Jericho feud, um, they had a, a mixed tag match on Dynamite. Uh, that had um, Adam Cole and Britt Baker versus Chris Jericho and Soraya. And it was far and away m- better than the match on the pay-per-view, um, which, you know, take, take for that what you will. Do you think they should have done that match on the pay-per-view? Absolutely. That- not a doubt in my mind. Um, you know I am I'm, I'm actually a big fan of the the Outcast uh, story. Um, I was actually I was fine with uh, the women's uh, title change in the the card. Um, it's unfortunate that those matches were so relatively short um, on it, which was, it seems to be a consistent problem in AEW. Um, but I in the case of the women's title match. Uh, with Jamie Hayter and Tony Storm. Unfortunately, Hayter is injured. So there is a, a perfectly fair and perfectly legitimate reason for that match to have gone short. Um, and luckily, Tony Storm, as a heel, is incredibly entertaining. Uh, the press conference after... Actually, everybody at the press conference um, was just on top form in terms of promos. Uh, I think they had MJF... Uh, Orange Cassidy, Statlander, Tony Storm, and uh, Brian Danielson, um, and yeah, they were all, for for the most part, they were all like in character, basically just doing promos, um, and it was it was very fun to watch. Uh, so I I am perfectly fine with that decision, but I like the Outcast storyline uh, interacting with the Jericho Cole feud because it makes the AEW locker room in the AW universe feel like a, a like a real kind of living thing where, where people can can interact with each other like there's not these like separate islands of stories which like we saw with like Cody Rhodes for instance all of his storylines were so separate from everything else on the show like you know it was, it was very much uh the steven larson uh wrestling podcast uh referred to it as, as cody island uh which i think is very accurate uh and even jade cargill uh as we saw you know um uh, who also had a, a match on double or nothing very similar situation you know she's she's the secondary women's champion Um, but it feels like she's on an island it just feels like she's on an island and she doesn't interact with any other of the women who are fighting for the main women's title which seems incredibly odd to me especially because the feud for the women's title with the outcasts versus like AEW originals uh you know Jade is kind of the prime AEW original there's no reason for her not to be involved in that story um Although, I don't know, now now she the title is off of her and on Chris Statlander, um, so hopefully she can get more involved with that. But yeah, I mean, overall, Double or Nothing um, just kind of felt like, like a spinning their wheels show. It was a show to get to the next show. Um,
0: Which is weird when you only have a pay-per-view once every what? Two months? Usually. Like, for If you're AEW?
1: Yeah, usually uh, AEW's, like, p- paces there, shows out quarterly. Um, with the exception of June. June is, is actually a, a very stacked uh, AEW month. Uh, because they not only have, I believe, Forbidden Door um, coming up in, like, the last week of, of June. Um... But then shortly after is uh, All In, which is the big Wembley show. Um, So they have two back-to-back pretty big cards that they are trying to to get to as well. Um, Although I don't think that's at all an excuse to not put your whole effort into uh, one of your core uh, big four shows.
0: Um. Going back to what you also said about Jericho um, interacting with the outcast, I also think that also helps the outcast because you're attaching a name like Chris Jericho onto it. Although he has been known to bury talent in the past, I mean he's not going to bury Doctor Breaker or any yeah, of them. yeah. I it mean, just helps attach the name value. Yeah, Brit is it. kind
1: of unburyable, um, but and you know I I I think jericho has actually um done tremendous favors for everybody that he's been in a feud with in aw so far um you know he's he's not the main booker so i don't blame him for how his opponents go after they're done feuding with him um but you know you look at orange cassidy you look at um i mean geez actually andretti you know <laughs> like where is that for that, for that short little like month where he was on TV, he was actually, you know, like, kind. You could, you could see it. You could see, you know, something happening.
0: But now, Action Andretti is gone, just it, like we nowhere to be seen. Will be gone for two minutes to go to PSAs. No idea why the two-minute PSA button decided to uh, restart itself. But we are back here on WWEGL, and Cooper, you might be a champion, but you know where you didn't
1: compete this weekend. Please enlighten me, Noah.
0: Knight of Champions in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. Jesus Christ!
1: You are absolutely there. correct. I was not in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. This is this is a fact.
0: <laughs> fact or was Cooper in? <laughs> it really does make you think. Uh, the show got a six point five from the one and only Logan Hurston, who watched it over there in Chicago, Illinois. Uh, featured. Like two championship matches, despite it being Night of Champions. Felt so, like, hang on. Didn't,
1: no, I think no, that was like it, four. Yeah, it like featured four. a few. Yeah,
0: four. Okay, but it's not all the champions, right? Right. So, so, so it's not like back in WCW days. So, really,
1: oh, oh,
0: really got to think about that yeah. one. As I am having <laughs> technical and
1: the for for the audio <laughs> listeners.
0: For the audio <laughs> listeners, I
1: dropped my headphones. It was, it was in very in a, natural for me to do in a very interesting uh, motion. Uh, like the <laughs> arms were reaching back, the you know his going in the chair is is something else to see. That was a great moment. I um, think
0: we're going to start off this talk, Cooper, with where the night started off at around one o'clock in the evening. Seth Rollins versus AJ AJ Styles for the World Heavyweight Championship. Seth Rollins won, which was after what was probably match of the night i, th- I think that um, is very agreeable with everyone that saw this
1: yeah i mean i I am leaving it up to you to uh determine that because uh I did not watch this show um but uh I mean, I picked uh this match to be the match of the weekend um well, you were wrong on that and, uh, well. Yeah. Uh we'll see how the court of public opinion plays out.
0: It's not the court of public opinion, it's the court of <laughs> natural Noah Phillips' so opinion, all right? All right, man. Seth Rollins won. Apparently he didn't eat. they couldn't do it later in the night because he had to fly back to continue shooting for Captain America.
1: Oh, that's right. I totally forgot about that. Which
0: is hilarious. Yeah. To me uh next up was Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratus in their grudge match uh one of the better grudge matches I think I've saw in quite a little bit. Mm. Uh, both women really went for it here, and near the end of the match, uh, Zoe Stark came out from under the ring and gave uh, Becky Lynch her finisher. What was what that called? The it's not. It's like a three six three sixty or something. I think that's what they called it. It Becky, looks cool.
1: She gave Becky Lynch Z- Zoe Stark. Gave Becky yes. Lynch Zoe Stark's finisher. Yes. Not Becky. Okay. Yes. I thought you were saying like she no, had no, Becky's just, finisher on her. She did
0: not give her the disarmor. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Hit it on the outside with the referee's back was turned. Threw it back in. Trish Stratus hit Stratus faction to get the win. Uh, they'll most likely continue feuding. Do you do it till SummerSlam? Pass Money in the Bank.
1: Um, I mean, depending on how big they want this to be, um you should do it at SummerSlam. Um, and I think you could because here's here's my opinion, and you can uh, let me know if you agree with this or not. Uh, I think Trish Stratus now is far and away the best that she's ever been. As an all-around performer.
0: I would have to agree with that as well. Mm. I think she's just given getting more to play off of now. Oh, yes. I think, I think yeah. that's the truth. I think She's really coming to her own in this storyline, uh, and I think she's gonna continue to get better at it. And whatever they decide to do with this rivalry, I think it'll be good for the fans and the ratings.
1: I'll say I'll say this um, uh, because you mentioned Money in the Bank. I would not be surprised with them bringing Zoe Stark into the feud, um, having either like a, a, a triple threat uh, with. Stark Stratus and Lynch or uh what I think is probably more likely a tag match with Stark and Stratus against uh, uh Becky and you bring Lita back. Um yeah. I, I
0: think that's booking one on one there right. with that tag team match. I don't know if you do it like on a raw or do it on money in the money in the bank. Mm. Um, Cuz for me I'd have Zoe Stark in the uh money in the bank match. Oh, that's a fantastic limit. idea! Yeah.
1: yeah,
0: and have her play around. She doesn't have to win it, but things promote her s- as
1: as like a big name in that division.
0: Yeah, uh, Mustafa Ali versus Gunther was next. Gunther won. Mustafa Ali got in a little bit of offense. That's all I could really ask for. Uh, Gunther did a really good job of selling for Mustafa Ali. I mean, he obviously nice. like still didn't. He didn't like look weak, but he still looked really strong. And Mustafa Ali was. I think his stock was risen a little bit after having Brock Lesnar tell him to get a life. <laughs> I mean, Bleacher Report gave it a B-minus, so.
1: Um, yeah, I forgot about that Brock Lesnar thing. <laughs> <laughs> and get a life, that kid! Was, that was such a, like, I've never seen a man have, like, more obvious cry face than <laughs> <laughs> when Brock Lesnar <laughs> told him that.
0: I really wanted to come out that, like, that was not scheduled. Right. It <laughs> yeah. was just Brock yeah. just off the cuff. Um... Next up was Bianca Belair versus Asuka for the Raw Tag Teams Championship, or the Raw Women's Championship that is on SmackDown. Uh, Asuka won, even though she originally missed the mist. She instead stuck her hand, uh, got it covered with the mist, and then raked Bianca Belair's eyes as she was going for the KOD. Uh, great match. I uh, really liked the. I really liked how inventive the uh, finish was. I think it builds off their match at WrestleMania where she missed the mist in that match but was able to recover mm-hmm. this one. And I think Hill Asuka is great. And they should uh, – she should have a long run with the belt. She could lose it, you know, down Royal Rumble or WrestleMania season to me to a fresh, hot baby face like somebody they built.
1: Bianca Belair. Bianca, Be- no, no, <laughs> that's no. That's how it's gonna go. No, <laughs> um, but, you make uh,
0: Bianca Belair heal. All right.
1: That. Oh yeah, that's absolutely what you do. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, I think you should absolutely like if you're a company, just put all of your your money behind Oscar. Um, and what was the, um, little th- oh yeah, I saw uh, she had the the Triple H, uh, finger point, uh, photo. Afterwards, uh, oh, I bet that looks good. So, so that's uh, how you know that they they trust her.
0: Uh, next match was Rhea Ripley versus Natalia. Rhea Ripley, uh, by the time I finish this sentence, will have beat Natalia faster than me finish, dude. It was a complete <laughs> like, Rhea, like
1: or, do we have the time on it? Like, the official uh, time?
0: I do not, but it was literally like Dominic got up on the apron, Natalia like chased Dominic out. Rhea threw her in the steel steps once, got back in, hit her finish, and then they walked out of Saudi Arabia with a fat paycheck.
1: Man, you know Natalia <laughs> seems like a very nice person. <laughs> she did a job. That's, she did a job.
0: That is true. She got Rhea Ripley over as a monster.
1: You got to, um, you got to have your utility players.
0: Next match was Brock Lesnar versus a man who is set to appear in the AEW video game, Cody Rhodes. Oh, really? You going to keep him in? <laughs> yes, they wow. have him in the
1: AW Fight Forever game. Oh man, <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> I watched the roster review and I was like, oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, hey man, they, they those those poor developers have been working on this game for years. They they have to put out every single thing that they worked on at this point. So. Oh,
0: we're keeping them in. We don't care. <laughs> right. Uh Cody Rhodes, of course, entering with his hand in a titanium cast, they said.
1: Ooh, it he's looked, going He's going back to the, the cowboy Bob Orton.
0: Uh, no, it, it didn't look like a regular cast, though. Like, it was you know, like a black, like, sports thing, but it was, like, really long. It's like a... You know what? Like those um, wrist guards. Oh, okay. It so like, like, like that, but it was, like, super long like and a pull had... a thing. No, no, no. You, like, still had straps and stuff. Okay. Well, like like a risk. I don't know how to explain it to, uh, to you and the listeners, but it didn't really look like a cast to me hmm. or a titanium, but it was a really great match. Cody Rhodes passed out from a Kimura, uh, right finish. Brock looks strong in victory, but Cody does not look weak in defeat. Uh, this will set up a third match either at SummerSlam or I don't think you do that at money in the bank. I hmm. think you can have like the next, Rung at their rivalry at Money in the Bank, you don't do third match Money in the Bank. I feel like I feel like SummerSlam is the appropriate place for that.
1: I mean, they they are building Money in the Bank up to be kind of like the big fifth pay per view, um, and also like it's it's going to be in uh, London uh, this time, if I remember correctly. It is. So like it's they're the O2 re- Arena. Yeah, they're really you know trying to make that a big money show. So I wouldn't be surprised if they end up putting the blow off match for, you know, Cody and Brock on here, especially if they have it like I don't know, be um like a iron man match or like a like a um a no DQ match or like, you know, put some like kind of extra build on top of it.
0: You know what stipu- stipu- stipulation match they should do? Hmm. A cast on
1: a pole match that is the type of thinking that WWE needs right now Noah.
0: That's what you're, they need you're, to do brother.
1: You're absolutely right. <laughs> you put a cast on a pole,
0: first one to get it wins.
1: Bro, I'm telling you. <laughs> Cody Rhodes, he's got to, you know, put his cast on the line, bro. Bro,
0: come on, bro. <laughs> Uh, that main such event. A, That's such a deep cut. <laughs> like, that is not at all. <laughs>
1: like, the, the, I I really hope there's no like just casual wrestling fans that won't listen to this because that is so like out of the loop.
0: Uh, main event time: Sami Zayn and Kevin o- Kevin Owens defending their tag team titles versus Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa, which they might be calling Solo right now. I really hope they're not.
1: Oh, they're just ah. Uh, that w- that Paul, would that be so Paul, lame.
0: Paul called him just solo, and I was like, oh god, please no. Uh, um,
1: I mean, look, I it, it makes sense for Paul to do it, and for him to to just call him solo, um, if he's like in the bloodline, um, but yeah, like if if Michael Cole starts just calling him solo, then there's an issue. Oh okay. god. Um.
0: Kind of got off the spree. It was a basic Roman Reigns match. Uh, Referee went down. Jimmy and Jay got in the ring. Jimmy drilled Reigns uh, with a super kick after he pie-faced him a couple times because they accidentally hit solo. And then all heck has broken loose for the bloodline. The collapse is continuing to go. Um It's probably going to be Jimmy versus Reigns at some point for all the gold. Uh, As we await tomorrow to see where the story goes with that 1,000-day title celebration after Jimmy and Jay nailed each other, they might have their invitation rescinded. We just don't know. I'll tell you another thing we don't know. What's going to happen during these two minutes of PSA breaks? stay with us folks. And welcome back to WWE GL. We're going to continue on our talk about the land of the WWE universe as we tr- attempt to break it, break down this old past Monday's Raw. Cooper, did you know that the WWE draft does not matter?
1: You know, I I had this uh, nagging thought in the back of my head uh, about it. But, but it's nice to hear it vocalized by somebody else for once. Because to start off the show,
0: AJ Styles, who had previously lost to Seth Rollins uh, two nights ago for the World Heavyweight Championship, a SmackDown superstar, came out, got a mic, and immediately said, I know I'm on SmackDown, but this was all during Seth Rollins' uh, championship celebration where Seth Rollins ripped his pants. Did you see that? No, I, I, Seth, I don't Seth don't Rollins know. ripped his pants. Like he came through the crowd, and like he like he's wearing like really tight black. Uh huh. He looked kind of like kind of he looked kind of like a pirate. Nice. And like he like stood and did the whole like conductor thing and just ripped. Ooh. You could see it on TV. I was like, ah,
1: come on, Seth. His his aura is too strong. His aura is too <laughs> strong for <laughs> for mere fabric to, to <laughs> mere hold fabric up. to
0: hold him. Um, they said he got down the ring song. People sang, sang his song, and he said uh, that they broke out into a You Deserve It chant at some point. He said, thank you, thank you, and delivered a generic babyface promo. AJ Styles came out and said, you didn't deserve it. You earned it. and Shook hands. Uh, Judgment Day came out and said, we now run the WWE for reasons.
1: I mean, if, if Rhea... Came out and said, I run the WWE, I would believe it. But they <laughs> got an AJ
0: in Seth's face. It's uh, hinted to at one point that Rhea may fight uh, for the World Heavyweight Championship.
1: Oh, please, please give me uh, China. Uh, Circa like, 2020. Yeah, there you go. Have her, have her be the, um, the co intercontinental champion with, uh, with Gunther. Look at that. Could you imagine it? Those two. Yes, but it's hard to. Titans. Just. Oh, God. Yeah. Where
0: does Dominic fit in all that? Dominic, (laughs) dude. He joined Imperium?
1: Oh, yes. Yes, please. Give me this, like, just absolute slime ball uh, trying to act like a real wrestler. (laughs) <laughs> like, have have like you, Ludwig, and uh, what's his name? Uh, Vinci, Baldy, as they would later yes. call him on in the night. Yes, Baldy. Um, yeah, just have him like smack him around. It'd be like, oh, uh, like God. Wheeler Yuta in the Blackpool Combat Club.
0: <laughs> Jeez. You gotta keep, keep, quit making me laugh, Cooper. <laughs> Come on. Um, Hey, man,
1: uh, this this humor is uh, championship-worthy, one might say. It
0: did set up uh, Judgment Day versus AJ Styles and Seth Rollins later on in the night. But speaking of Imperium, uh, they cut off KO and Sami Zayn celebrating the fact they have brought the bloodline to ashes, apparently. They basically came out and said, you are not worthy when Alpha Academy... Broke Imperium's speech and Kevin Owens begged for Chad Gable to say a thank you. And they um, did. And the crowd went crazy, dog. Nice, nice. Babies were thrown up in the air once Chad Gable says a thank you. Um, they were on commentary as Imperium fought uh, Alpha Academy. Imperium got the win. Uh, we are building to Imperium versus. Uh, KO and Sammy for the tag team titles, which I think could really do well, especially if you tear up the tag division and have one title for all, one title for SmackDown. Oh, uh, right, it's what they need to do. Uh, Imperium can even get new titles. I think it should happen at Money in the Bank. Um, we also had speaking of Money in the Bank, we also had some Money in the Bank qualifying matches. First one I can think of was Ricochet versus The Miz. Miz did a springboard. Went, uh-huh. for a, went for a count, got a two count, looked up at the camera, and said, but I did a springboard. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> he, he is talking to all those folks out there, <laughs> those AEW fans right now. In uh, all seriousness,
1: don't, don't be silly. No, nobody in AEW wins with a springboard. They win after five springboards. Five springboards.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Uh, and doing some impossible. You have to light your shoe on fire. In order to win an AEW, and
1: even then, <laughs> even you then get, you still got to work a little bit more.
0: <laughs> even then, you still got to work a little bit more. Um, Ricochet would end up getting the win after a four fifty, I think, or whatever his big dive is. Is it a four fifty?
1: He does a like a six thirty, um, like senton onto onto people. I know that. I, I don't know if he won this match with it, but he, he
0: did some sort of like tucking his knees and hitting his big diving. Uh, oh move. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. He like. Makes himself into a like a little cannon, yeah, yeah, whatever that's
0: called, as Bobby the Brain Heenan would say in 1996, <laughs> whatever that's called, Mike Tanay. Um, other Money in the Bank qualifying match was Nakimura, Nakamura and Bronson Reed. Nakamura got the win, kind of surprisingly. I would have thought Bronson Reed would continue his streak of beating fools. Um,
1: I I think that Bronson is kind of in a position where um, he can get beaten by people like Nakamura, and you can just as easily like put him in a U.S. title match like the next night. Like, I don't think he is going to get hurt by, by this loss at all.
0: He's too big to get hurt by losses. Right, yeah. He's too big.
1: Both uh, figuratively and literally. Exactly.
0: Um, J.D. McDonough was involved in Double Countout Finish with Dolph Ziggler. See, what they were building to throughout the entire night was they never said which two members of the Judgment Day were going to compete in the main event. Okay. So I thought the entire night after, I was like when J.D. McDonough came out, I was like, oh, they're not going to do J.D. McDonough here like they teased a couple weeks ago. And then after the Double Countout Finish I was like, oh, it's gotta be JD McDonough. It's the only logical thing here. Hmm. And then it was not that. It was just Finn and um Damien? Damien Priest. And I was like, why? Why why not have if you're gonna build it up the entire night, why not just have JD McDonough come out as your like surprise new thing for your main event angle?
1: So but so they did say that a they member said it of the judgment day would would be in the main event.
0: They they didn't know which two. Okay. That was their whole thing the entire night. They couldn't get Finn or Priest or Dominic or Rhea to say which two members of the group were gonna be in the main event.
1: Gotcha. Okay.
0: Um, I was like, that that'd be really cool if they like brought out a new person here, made yeah. the internet, made Twitter buzz.
1: Yeah, that'd be fun. Um I do think you, you wanna like kind of keep J D as like his own thing for now. Um Partially because he looks like a, like somebody put Finn Balor in the wash, like for a little too long, um, but and so I think you want to avoid the Finn Balor comparisons. But uh, his initials
0: are JD, that just that is, like the Judgment Day.
1: That is true. That's true. I yeah. They, they they will probably float towards each other at some point.
0: Uh, who got that one? Oh, uh, Seth and AJ got the win. Helps. Aj cement the fact that he has a world title now. Pretty new belt that is just. Does Helps it not look? Seth cement
1: the fact that he has a world title. Yes.
0: now? Yes, it just looks entirely too big on him. Oh, really? They made the title look
1: huge when they when they first presented it. I thought it was like kind of like a shrunken version of the. No, no, no the it world is
0: title. huge, dog. You got to go look at pictures of it. Hmm, okay, it looks like insanely huge to me. Huh? Like it is like above, uh, Seth's. Belly button.
1: I think most of the WWE's belts are. are no, I'm like,
0: talking about like above.
1: Like, like up to like. The, it looks
0: like it's like right here,
1: like right, like on like, like, like his chest. Yes. Oh, oh, yeah, that's a big guy. That's a big yeah, belt. It looks,
0: ins- it looks too big. I'm gonna pull up a picture of it <laughs> because to me it just looks too big.
1: Hey, uh, no, here's a question: um, Is JD McDonough's uh, gimmick basically Sean O'Hare's gimmick that they they tried to give him in like the early two thousands. Did you see that the uh, those uh like video packages that they played for him, where he's like in the white room? I I did not. I I do not remember who Sean O'Hare is. Oh yeah, Sean O'Hare. Um, he was a he was a WCW guy, um, and he got brought over in the invasion, and. Uh, For a little while, it looked like they were going to give him this really cool gimmick. Uh, I think he was called The Devil's Advocate. Um, And he cut these cool promos where he's, like, in a white room, uh, and he's, like, talking to the camera. And, like, his whole catchphrase was, like, I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. Like, he would, like, tell people to do, like, bad stuff, but then act like he wasn't responsible for it. Um, And I saw, the like, a couple of weeks ago on Raw, they had these JD McDonough promos where he's in a white room uh with like a like a suit and tie or something and he he doesn't do the I'm not telling you anything you don't already know line but I don't know just the way that he was talking was very like like he was talking kind of like through the camera to the audience um so I don't know like I thought like oh they're going to try to give this another go which uh, it could be cool
0: I mean it could be but you already have um the carney Carrying cross on the other show, what you just described kind of sounds like
1: carrying cross to me. K- oh, uh, kind of, sort of. Although I don't know, Cross's stuff seems a lot more vague to me. Like Cross just kind of does like tarot cards and like some, you know, like weird, uh, like vaguely occult-looking stuff. Oh no, I think that looks like a regular kind of like belt height. Yeah, it comes up to like about like his actual belly button, I think.
0: To me, it just looks too big. Maybe it's because it's like the big W in the center that makes it just looks bigger.
1: Yeah, the design is a little odd, <laughs> but we, we yeah we mentioned that before uh, that they could have maybe reworked that a little.
0: Speaking of which, Cooper, mm-hmm. do you want to hear my re-, re rework for carrying cross?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: What you do is you can keep the tarot cards and everything, but you make them like one of those carnival hosts. You know what I'm talking about, the guy that like owns like the creepy carnival? Um You know what
1: I'm talking about? Okay, okay.
0: Like he like owns the circus? Right, right. You make them that.
1: Like it's like a carnival barker. Like, yes. you put him in, like, a little, like, top hat? and Yes. And, like, the little overalls or yes, whatever? Yes, you keep
0: the entrance, you can keep the, you can keep the tarot cards and everything, but like, he'll, like, come up with the cane, like, throw up in the air and catch it, and go, come one, come all, to watch me beat A.J. Styles. Because it is the fate of the card. And Carrion's over there, like, doing magician assistant moves.
1: Okay, yeah, so, it, yeah, it sounds like you, you just want it to be, like, a... Like a wizard, <laughs> kind of like.
0: <laughs> I don't think people are seeing my vision with this because I brought this up to Logan.
1: Yeah, I. And he I, was like, no. I, I gotta be honest with you, but <laughs> I'm not. I, I don't. I don't. Well, you know what we're gonna, gonna
0: do? It. We're gonna take a PSA break. to you agree with me? We'll see you all on the other side. So you're telling me that carrying cross as a carnival guy, like as a creepy magician, would not work.
1: I'm telling you that carrying Cross as a creepy carnival magician wizard man um, is not the dumbest idea I've ever heard, but um, it is an idea. It is an idea which that is we'll more want. than they have right now. Nick Khan,
0: hire me brother. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Con, Tony Khan doesn't matter. I'll go. I'll go work for the UFC. Dan White, hit me up. I will fix your booking.
1: Uh, d- d- Believe yeah, the, that the famous UFC booking. <laughs> <laughs> but you know they don't really hit each other in those fights. They don't, brother. <laughs> yeah. That's a work. No, brother. Man. You think the
0: Ice Man? Think some dude was running run around calling himself the Ice Man?
1: Dude, that is such a <laughs> UFC is like <laughs> the most like aggressively like showy like, real sport that there is. It's so crazy. And, like, they take themselves so seriously. Meanwhile, like, everybody has, a, a like, a funny nickname that they call each other. <laughs> funny
0: nickname?
1: <laughs> like, a dude, dude calls himself Mighty Mouse, and <laughs> you expect don't, me... hey Don't heat <laughs> on
0: Demetrius Johnson, my brother. I
1: love him! He's a GOAT! I I think he's my he's, like, one of my favorite guys, like, because he calls himself Mighty Mouse. But, like, don't, like, you know, do that, and then expect me to be, like... Oh yeah, these are these are big, scary, real fighting men. If
0: you gave Kerry Cross the nickname Mighty Mouse, there you go. Would it work? There hard.
1: you go. Now we're on the same page. <laughs>
0: All right, but we, we gotta talk about AEW Dynamite.
1: Oh, indeed we do.
0: We gotta talk about the big reveal that Takeshita. Yes, that's his name is joined up with the big bald man known as Don Callis.
1: That absolute. Slime. That I'm. I'm going back to the uh, what is it, the uh, gorilla monsoon insults. <laughs> Who's gonna
0: cheat on who first, brother? <laughs> That's Jason Ventura, in my eyes. <laughs> um,
1: but yeah. Uh, so at Double or Nothing, um, the the big shocking angle at the end of the show was that uh, Konosuke Takesha had uh, turned on Kenny Omega and the Elite um, in order to join up with the dark forces of Don Callis, um, and uh, on Dynamite, they came out to, to cut a promo. Um, Takesha has a new look. Um, he he looks incredible. Um, like he's donned out in this kind of like black and like kind of gold. Jacket. Um, he's wearing his hair a little differently. Like he looks like a like a bad guy. Um, so, uh, Callus talks for most of the promo. Um, uh, you know, explains that um, uh, Takeshta is uh, the basically the best wrestler that he's ever seen. Um, he, he, he is his son. He is his new son. He has found a son. Uh, he has lost a nephew and found a son was the, the line in particular. And I have never heard um, a uh, AW crowd uh, be so invested in a manager like talking segment as they were with this. Like the, this crowd was so hot and like booed Don Callis out of the build. It was crazy. Uh, this got a big. Much bigger reaction than the CM Punk announcement, so like that's how you know. <laughs> and it's not even close. It was like by by decibels louder.
0: Okay, you also got to think though Don Callis can talk. Tony Khan just kind of like sat there and read a teleprompter.
1: Oh yeah, y- you got to give yeah. a little bit.
0: Of the I, heat I under- there Don. No, Callis.
1: I un- I understand. I understand. And yes, Don Callis is is a fantastic promo. He can get a you know piece of toast over if he wanted to. Um, but, uh, you know, you would, you would expect the announcement of CM Punk returning to, you know, kind of be the thing that everybody's talking about, but no, it's this, it's this promo segment. Um, and, uh, and Takeshita talks for, for a little bit at the end of it. Uh, he says a little bit of stuff in Japanese and then he, uh, at the, at the end of it, uh, says that, you know, they will, uh, crush K Omega and they will crush the elite, um, And, and man, I remember when Takeshita first came into AEW and was basically just like this guy that put on fantastic matches all the time. But like, you know, kind of like a bland, you know, I'm a good guy sort of wrestler. Um, But even in those in that early segment, I remember seeing him and thinking, oh, this guy's going to be something someday. And sure enough, here he is in like the main event program of AEW. Um, so I've I've never been happier to have been right, <laughs> um, but yeah. So that that was a a big part of the the show for me, um, and I think for most people that's probably the highlight. Most people, you say? And I don't know I do who say, those I do say are. for most people because I know I think I know what we're getting into. Okay,
0: I want you to think of this from a person like me's point of view, who does not watch the Japanese stuff, mm-hmm. the inj the all the stuff over there. And I don't know who half of these people are. Do you watch Analog Horror? Say say that again. Do you watch Analog Horror like Mandela Catalog? Um, you local fifty eight.
1: You're saying so many words. And okay, well I'm gonna okay. To me,
0: there are a lot. There's basically these YouTube series, and they're horror series. Okay. And one of their main draws are these like really drawn out, intricate stories that you have to go like find a YouTube series to. F- fully understand. Okay. And even then, you're not completely sure. Okay. That's what I feel like I'm having to do to understand these stories.
1: You are...
0: Like, I'm feeling I'm have to, like, go back and get info from you and Logan about not only, like, these other guys that they're bringing in, but the whole story uh, about the elite reforming and all that stuff. Which is good for the hardcore fan, but I feel like the casual... Like me, who just likes good old-fashioned wrestling, is not the best for.
1: I mean, I feel like they've done a good enough job that, like, if you have been watching just strictly AEW for basically as long as AEW has been around.
0: I've not been doing that.
1: Okay. So, yeah. Like, yeah, you're going to be at a disadvantage um, because they're they're telling long, long long-term stories um the the elite have have been there since the beginning and they'll probably always be there let's be honest you know there's rumors about Kenny Omega jumping ship and all that but I don't think all elite wrestling. I don't I don't put much talk in that it's called all elite wrestling um so yeah I mean uh when it's 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 a wrestling show that is booked kind of like just like a a, a tv show you know you're if you jump into season three of i don't know the mandalorian right and you say to yourself oh i don't really know who this you know baby yoda thing is why should i care about it like you know uh and then you're like blaming the show for (laughs) you know not making you care about the baby yoda thing but like you didn't watch seasons one and two so like you know that's that's kind of on you um, it doesn't mean that the show is bad it just means that you know you came in at a different point point. and so you know whether it, it's you know uh, coming to, to other people who have been watching it or uh, you know like uh, going on YouTube and you know looking at whatever like you know however people decide to get into it and to understand the stories that they're telling uh, I think is fine, um, but I don't think that that's a it's it's I don't think that's a flaw of their booking. I think it's a feature, is the long term, uh, like you know, commitment to it.
0: I see what you're saying. Yeah, and you've somewhat convinced me of the fact that I am no the natural Phillips. and if it does not come naturally to me, then why should I expect to enjoy it? Because I am a perfect being on this earth. Un- understood. And I am naturally the best <laughs> at it, whatever I do. We have some minutes left here on this program, Cooper, Mm -hmm. and I am not a big fan of uh, the wrestling out east. And MJF's big promo during this was basically boiled down to, uh, there's nobody on this roster that can compete with me. There is a pay-per-view coming up called Forbidden Door. Yes, there is. Who? That is not in the AEW roster that is out east. Do you think they should get to wrestle MJF, if this the is the story that they're going with that I naturally think they're going with.
1: So the obvious pick would be a champion versus champion match uh, with MJF, the AEW champion, going against uh, Sonata, who is the IWGP champion at the moment, um, which I think would be good and I think would be fun, um, but I don't know that there's much similarity in character between those two uh, for them to actually, like, build a story around. Um, Like they did with the Four Pillars match. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Um, So I I would think, though, somebody who you could pull a really great match out of with MJF and tell a really compelling story from the New Japan roster is Tetsuya Naito. Tetsuya Naito is the leader of LIJ, uh, who's a, a very popular group over there. Um, his whole thing is that he does not care about wrestling. Like, he's, he's so over it. He's been burned out by the fans. He's been burned out by New Japan, the company. Um, he's been their top champion before, but it doesn't really matter to him. Um, and, you know, to, to go up against somebody like MJF, who the championship is all that he has... Championship is the only thing that matters to him, and the only thing that gives his life meaning. Uh, you know, you could have so many of these great pr- like promo segments where MJF basically is berating Naito for you know m- m- being the you know this um, this person who could have had it all and let it slip from him. You know, like he's he's not a, a he's not a real wrestler like I am, um, and and he let his friend Sonata leave him and become the champion instead you know he he's a stepping stone for other people mjf isn't a stepping stone for anybody you know so i think that that would be a really great uh match to to headline forbidden door
0: and on that note i won't be able to add anything because i do not know ball we're gonna have to go ahead and be getting out of here Cooper. i gotta go to waffle
1: i'm not sure about you uh waffle house sounds pretty good if i didn't have all those chicken sandwiches earlier I don't blame you. But, Killer Group are hit by,
0: hit by the skin of his teeth, ladies and gentlemen, still are WWE DL champion. Is there anything
1: you'd like to leave the people? Uh, long-term storytelling is good, um, but, uh, you know, maybe don't book Sabu on a pay-per-view at <laughs> 2023. Well, folks, I am who should have naturally
0: been the WWE DL champion this weekend, and for Logan Hurston, who is back in Chi-Town looking for the man with a Pepsi tattoo, I have been Noah, the natural Phillips. By all means, have a great rest of your day, and peace out, my brothers.